0: This is a Sandy boy productions podcast. Hey everybody. Welcome to all have another podcast with Lindsay Hine today. You're listening to a bonus episode. I'm so excited to bring you an update from my friend, Janae Barron. Janae was episode 65 on the podcast back in May, 2017, and then she was also a Patreon guest this past winter after she did her first 50 mile race, I had her on over on Patreon. So when Janae just ran this past weekend, a nine minute marathon PR, she ran a 2.49 marathon at the St. George Marathon. I knew I had to talk to her and get her back on the show. I know a lot of you probably follow her blog. She's the Hungry Runner Girl over on her blog. And if you're like me, you probably want to know a little bit about her training and what changed and what her next goals are. So really excited to bring you this bonus episode. I do want to let you all know this is sort of like a Patreon episode. It's a little less formal Not that I'm ever really formal, but it's just an update on what's going on in her life. So it's not an interview where it's a get-to-know-you interview. It's more of a let's-catch-up-on-what-just-happened-in-your-life interview. Kind of similar to the Courtney DeWalter episode last week, actually. So if you are looking for extra episodes like this, you can find a huge backlog over on my Patreon page. I do episodes like this, and I also record episodes with my husband, Glenn, once a month where we just kind of give the rundown on what's going on in our lives at the time and a little bit of running updates from what we're doing and just random, hopefully fun talk. So you all can support the page if you go over to patreon.com slash Lindsay Hine. All right. Well, Janae, I am so excited for you. I know that All these listeners are probably just as excited as I am and can't wait to hear all about your training that got you to the finish line of 26.2 in two hours and 49 minutes. All right, friends, enjoy this conversation with Janae Barron. All right, Janae, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Are you just like on cloud nine?
1: I mean, I really am. It's a <laughs> good feeling. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, it's fun to do this now that you and I have met in real life. And I know out. we're friends. I feel like we're just having a fun little conversation together. You've been in Indianapolis, and I love it there. Except and I'm it hoping was I get rainy it come back every year.
0: It was it rainy was and gross. Rainy. I know.
1: As long as it's not snowing, I'm
0: happy. Yeah, it was super so, fun. It really was such so, a fun race. Okay. So Janae has been on the show. Uh, like, uh, you were probably on the show about a two years ago. Maybe I can't believe it's been that long. Um, yeah. but you've also done a Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. So after Jan- the ultra, right? Yep. Janae came okay. on and did, we did like a full 30 minutes on Patreon. When you talked about the breakdown of your first 50 miler that you crushed. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <That> <laughs> My you- first and last
1: 50 miler. You think so? <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, my heart's with the road. I think I, I like running on the trails, but I think that was my last ultra. (laughs) Yeah. So if if anybody, I'm, I I feel like most people listening probably know who you are. This is Janae, the hungry runner girl. And she's been on the podcast before. I will link to her episode and, and mention which number it is in the pre-roll of the show. But if you want to hear her, her full story, go back and listen. Um, But today, Janae and I get to talk about something really amazing that she just did, which is run a two forty nine marathon. Yeah, I it happened. I, <laughs> I that don't come from. <laughs> I don't know that I realized that you were gunning for that.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, because I hadn't really gotten into speed again until this summer, and so. I don't think anyone really was.
0: <laughs> what did you, <laughs> remind me that. this. What did you, okay. So when you came to Indy, you ran, mm-hmm. what did you run the Indy half in? So I did a
1: 131, okay. but um, that was with Tina. And I told Tina for the last few miles, I really wanted her to push me. Yeah. So we ran easy the first nine or whatever. And then the last four, I think we did at a 622 average. And I almost passed out. I remember at the end. <laughs>
0: It was so hard.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> you just, ran
0: like and then the ultra training, you know. Yeah, you had just come off the fifty. It was just yep. a, like a couple months maybe. Yep, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys ran like seven ish for most of the race, like maybe seven thirty or something, and then right. basically you used those last four miles as like a big workout. Right. Exactly. Okay. And that was kind of my
1: first workout back. <laughs> that was your
0: introduction into yes. racing a two forty nine. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so what I think is so cool about this, Janae, is that people have probably been following you online for such a long time and you ran that, I'm going to say, I'm going to call it a 304. Was it a 304? Um, I mean, so like 10 years ago I did or yeah. nine years ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that yep. held I, your PR for a long time, right? Yep. Uh-huh. And then you had Brooke. Mm-hmm. And then you went through a divorce. You got married. You have a Mm -hmm. stepson. You have another little baby Sky. (laughs) Wow. My life sounds like a drama right
1: there. Just like a soap opera. (laughs) But so much in your life has happened. Right. Yeah. A lot of change. That's for sure. I kind of cringe when I go back to those first blog posts.
0: (laughs) Oh, don't we all? (laughs) Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like you have always been a pretty fast runner and you Mm -hmm. had to kind of walk through those seasons of your life and running didn't, couldn't always be like in the very forefront, you know? Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And now you're back at this place where it can be. Obviously family's always most important, but like here you are. It's so exciting. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people that have husbands like
1: Andrew with how supportive he is with, he's literally arranging his work schedules for like our workouts. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? And it's so things like that, like he is in this too. And so I think that's just been the biggest difference with why it wasn't happening earlier and why it is now, yeah. you know,
0: when did, and, and I think when I look at your training and your races, even from back in the day, I'm like Janae, someone who's like so capable of that sub three. It just hadn't happened for you yet. And then I, last I year, was it last fall that you broke three for the first time? Yeah. Uh huh. Just last year. Yeah. Last year. <laughs> and it was like two fifty nine and change, right? Right. It was a close call. If
1: I ran like a second slower per mile, I would have not hit it.
0: (laughs) That's the thing about the marathon. It's like that. Yeah. It really just a second or two makes all the difference, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. So tell us how this evolution happened. You break three for the first time. Mm -hmm. You're ecstatic. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ecstatic. And then I always say, like, okay, if I break three, I'm good. Like I did what I set out to do, but (laughs) then you do it and then tell me what happens.
1: So, so I was, I broke three and I was like, I finally got this goal. I worked eight years to accomplish. I'm, I'm good. Like we're fine. And then I, I decided, you know, but I love goals. Like Mm -hmm. that's what like, makes me, I love it. Like as a mom, I love having like a goal outside of my kids too. I have plenty of goals with them, but I love having something that's just my own. And that's where I kind of was like, okay, so what's next? Should I try an ultra? And that's where the whole ultra thing came into play. And I'm so glad I did it. I learned a lot. It was like really a time of growth. And I honestly think the endurance that I gained from that training carried over to the marathon big time for me. Um and also the mental side of like, well, at least I'm I'm tired now, but at least I'm not running 50 miles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was able to say that throughout the course. (laughs) Um but yeah, so then I finished the ultra and then I ran Boston with a company. And so that was fun. I just ran for fun. I enjoyed every step. I smiled the whole time, great time. But then I finished the finished Boston and I really didn't have any new marathon goals. It was just kind of like, Oh, I don't even know. And like a few days later, I met a girl that lives, moved in a few doors away from me. I mean, literally five doors away. She had a two fifty seven PR. We, um, we had a mutual friend that kind of got us together and we started running together and she started telling me her goals of like, She wanted to sub 250 at St. George this year and then do CIM. And, you know, in my brain, I'm like, oh, wow, that's a lot. Like (laughs) she just lets me come on her easy runs, you know, because this is a fun friendship. And then the more she talked about it, the more like my heart rate would like start increasing. And I would like think about it. I'd kind of visualize it for me, too. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, wait, I want to do this with you. (laughs) Can I join you? So (laughs) that's kind of where those goals started to come Come up because, yeah, last year I was kind of like, that's as fast as I'm going to get. Yeah. That was just a really lucky day because I was literally in the med tent at the end of my 259. Like, my mom was like, you're never doing this again <laughs> because I did not look well. That was like, I don't think I was ready for that yet.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I love that because I feel like we box ourselves in. You know, it's like, oh, this is my ceiling. Right. And well, you yeah. could have been like, well, she's faster than me. Her PR is 257. Totally. Maybe that was easier for her than my 259. Right. And that's where I was like, wait, she didn't run in college
1: either. Yeah. You know, cause I get these feelings of like, oh, you go under 250. Yeah. You were like top in your, you know, in high school for cross country. And then at college, you were like getting a scholarship, you know, in my brain, I'm thinking like, oh, a mom couldn't do that. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wait, she's a mom. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, someone that didn't run for call. Like, no, we really do box ourselves into these like ideas of what we're capable of. And it's so fun to think like, no, I can do anything. I just have to do the work.
0: Tell us and go from there. Yeah. Tell us about her. Does she have four kids? Four kids. Yeah, because I that? thought I thought I read somewhere that you said you guys had seven kids between the two of you. The, you two yeah. would be best friends. She has four boys. Oh, she has four she probably boys. Probably doesn't want me
1: sharing all this information. Oh, okay. But anyways, <laughs> we,
0: we won't we won't say any. Some people don't like to be super out there. Yeah, we won't say anything totally. else. Um, that's but that's when I. Oh yeah, that's so cool. Isn't that fun? And that's when
1: she's she's the one that got me introduced into this team because she was on it, and I started meeting more and more people um, that were like. Once again, like they had full lives outside of this. It's not like they're the elites that are getting paid to take a nap each day. You know, they have kids, they have jobs, yet they were still dreaming big. And that was like addicting to me to be surrounded by those kind of people um, was really
0: cool. Yeah. So this is your new team. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So tell me about that evolution.
1: So I I was actually on the team. Man, when was this like – Eight years ago or nine years ago, I got on the team, and then like two weeks later, I found out I had stress fractures in my in my femurs, and Ugh. so that kind of stopped things there. And then after that, I got pregnant with Brooke, and then I moved to California, and so like it was my dream in the first place to get on that team long ago. Same coach, everything, and um, it just never happened for a while, and then. To get on the elite team, you needed to have a sub three, which okay. I had just gotten. So I was kind of like, this is perfect. So I actually have known my coach. His name's Hawk, which I mean his name alone can just tell <laughs> He's you a badass. how cool he is. Yeah. <laughs> so I've known him for a long time. Him and my friends are my him and my dad are actually good friends. And so it's been it was really fun to be able to be like, wait, now I'm like I have that sub three and anyone's welcome on the workouts for sure. But to be on the elite team, you know, with the jerseys and everything like that, you have to have a sub three.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. So I am just like still thinking through this 249. So walk (laughs) us through the process of joining the team again Right. We just talked about you doing indie in uh-huh. in May running that 132 with just those 4 miles of a workout, okay? So then you have June, July, August, September, and here we are October. So right. what transpired in those 4 months to get that speed so fast? Totally. So a lot. I look
1: back <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, wow, I'm kind of tired." Um, but we had probably we probably did two races a month. Okay. Anywhere from 5K to half marathon. I think we did three half marathons total, three 10Ks, and one 5K. Um, So there were a lot of races that we did. And then each week we had a workout, um, which is either Tuesday or Wednesday of the week. And then the following day we would do a challenge run, which was um, we'd do our speed workout. And then the next day we'd be expected to, like, go – do a trail run with 2000 feet vertical elevation gain. You know oh, what I wow. mean? So, which was really tough for me because my legs were so tired from whatever intervals we had done the previous day to be mm-hmm. back on the trails and not just running easy it was like really, really hard at first. But it was awesome to see over the months, like how that changed where it was like, okay, we did a hard speed workout. My body was just like, okay, time to go run trails the next day. Rather than in the beginning, it was like, you're joking me (laughs) no way. So it was, I mean, that's the funnest part about the most fun part about running for me is just seeing how we evolve and how our bodies can adapt and change and grow like accustomed to doing these crazy things. We ask it (laughs) because like at the beginning we did a half marathon and I felt wrecked for, you know, a week, maybe Mm -hmm. two weeks after that. And then we did a half marathon in August, which we all, you know, PR'd in. So we ran even faster. And then we were back on Monday doing another crazy thing. Um, and so it was interesting to see how his training and his formulations and everything with with it was able to let us like bounce back so quickly. Um, you know, and even after this marathon, I felt like on Monday I could have gone for a run, um, which was interesting. I didn't because I really want to allow my body to heal and I'm going to wait a few more days, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, yeah. So a lot happened over those, those months, a lot of races, a lot of, um, even things where he would have us, you know, drive to, you know, Sundance to go run or drive, you know, somewhere new to do something where it was like, wait, but couldn't I just do it somewhere closer? Mm-hmm. But now that I see it all, I'm like, that's exactly why you wanted us to go do it there because that prepared us in this way and that, you know, so it's really cool how he has um, put it all together.
0: Yeah. And it's so fun that you and your training partner, you basically ran the whole marathon together except for the yeah. end, right? Yeah. Like side by side. And it's so fun in the morning. We can just like walk out our doors and be like, Hey, yeah. Out,
1: you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's been nice. And I mean, for workouts and, um, long runs and trails, we always, you know, would drive somewhere, but for the other easy days, it was always just like out our front door, which was awesome.
0: Okay. Janae. <laughs> okay. One more St. George question before we move on to the next big thing. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> Break down the race mentally for me, because I feel like most races, you always have a couple moments, especially when you're all out racing, like right? Where you're like, can I do this? Like, right? what the heck am I, am I getting myself into? Totally. What, what were things you told yourself to like get a positive attitude in those moments in those moments.
1: So, and that was kind of the interesting thing about this race. I feel like I've gone into a lot of marathons with, um, with, you know, a 10 mile tempo at marathon pace and one of my workouts or, you know, two by six at marathon pace or, you know, times where I'd really, um, I feel like most marathons I'd really done a lot of like marathon pace work. And so I kind of like knew what to expect, but it was funny with this one. we we've done like very, very little marathon pace. It was always interesting, way faster, way shorter, um, stuff that, so it was, that was a little intimidating to me to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, I guess this is when I'm going to see what marathon pace feels like. Yeah. (laughs) But I honestly think that was really beneficial because it almost made, um, made it feel a lot easier than normal because it it, it was just slower than what we'd been doing our shorter intervals where you're like just trying to hang on. So in the beginning, the thoughts were kind of just, you know, people are passing you and it's a little hard with that where you just, you know, you need to be patient. But it's hard. You feel good. You feel excited and you want to go. But um, Emily and I, my uh, the girl I ran with all the whole time, she and I were very set on being conservative and, you know, just making it feel like a warm up. And then at mile seven, eight is when you start climbing a lot, you get in a lot of hills and a lot of things like that. And at mile 11, I think was my hardest time. It's a long hill. And I was just thinking like, there's no way, like, yes, I'm on pace for this right now, but like, there's no way I'm going to be able to keep doing this for the rest of the marathon. Mm-hmm. And that's where you just kind of have to like reevaluate what your thoughts are and just say, wait, no. No. I'm doing it right now. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think about how I'm going to fill up mile 24. The now is like where I'm at. Don't think about anything else. Just try to keep up with your your partner. And so that's kind of where the hardest part was. And then um and then at, you know, after that we just kept dropping our average pace, you know, mile by mile. We were just getting a little bit faster and the last 10k, like I just I knew we had it. Like I knew even if we weren't feeling good or we weren't um you know doing what we thought we would be able to do, I knew like okay, we've done way harder workouts, way faster than what we need to do for the next 6 miles. So we can hold on and um so I knew I knew for a little while that we had the sub 250 for sure. It was just how much under 250 we were going to get.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so did you know that you share a PR with my husband, Glenn now? <gasps> Do we yeah. like the exact second or just, well, a minute? I think he's 249.05 maybe. So okay, you're just a little off.
1: <laughs> my next goal is to beat his PR. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> what What are your seconds? Um, 19. Okay. Yeah, 19.
0: Uh Yeah, because I remember when he ran that, someone was like, oh, that sucks. You were like five seconds from going under. And I'm like, I think Uh like he was good with the 249 because I think when you're running that pace, it's like you're You're in your mind. You're wanting to break 250, right? So it's like 250.05 would have felt really disappointing. But the 249.05 felt okay.
1: (laughs) You're going to die. I have a friend with a, her mar- marathon PR is three hours and one second. No, <laughs> I know, And that was from like five years ago and she hasn't been able to oh. break it. So I'm like, Oh, that one second, or I guess two seconds with that is just, but I'm like,
0: runners are weird. Why are we even like thinking that Obsessed way? Obsessed <laughs> over the numbers because it sounds so badass to have a two <laughs> as the first number, you know, just like if Social you want to break, break four, you want the three to be the first number it's like so true oh so true. my goodness so her next one that's that's where it'll happen <laughs> next next time although I mean to say my PR is three hours and two seconds like anybody that knows anything about marathon knows that. they're like wow you're, you're yeah. there you're there yeah but
1: really anyone that is like anytime we're like holy cow how do you run 26.2
0: miles like yeah incredible. We're just a weird group of people. (laughs) this is true. So you think running the 50 gave Mm -hmm. you big confidence for the distance of 26.2?
1: I really do. Because I mean, I I could look back and be like, I used to be running like 26 miles on a Wednesday morning Mm -hmm. for training leading up to the race. And so, I mean, it just messes up your perception, which is kind of the goal of marathon training. (laughs) You know, at the beginning, you're like, whoa, how am I going to run 12 miles on a Saturday? And then at the end, you're like, yes, I only have a 12 mile run today because I'm tapering. You know, our brains just get so warped. So I think the ultra definitely helped me to start thinking more like, okay, this is two hours and 49 minutes. I can do that. When the ultra, I was like, okay, let's see if I can go run for 10 hours. Um, That's a little
0: bit scarier. (laughs) for me. um, Tell us what one of the hardest workouts you did in the cycle. Okay.
1: One of the hardest workouts. Okay. This one was pretty rough. We, um, we ran a tent, we raced a 10 K that week, had a terrible race, but then on the, you know, two or three days later, he told us to go race this half marathon. Once again, we're like, okay, well I'm exhausted. We raced the marathon or half marathon. And then he tells us to do a cool down of 13 point or 13 miles. So I, I actually won that race, which was cool, but we knew we had 13 miles to do after that. So we, we weren't like full, like fully going out, but it was still a hard effort. And then to like finish a half marathon and think, great, well, now I'm running the same distance again. That was hard mentally.
0: Yeah. (laughs) For
1: sure. It mean great. Cause I, once again, I could look back during the race and think, Uh man, we did this as like a work, we did this distance as a workout um one Saturday, which is obviously not something recommended in training plans for <laughs> most runners at all. But for what we were doing at the time, that's, you know, what he had us do. Yes. <laughs> so that one was rough. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying, yeah, he, he clear clearly has all of this all figured out. We the other one we did that was crazy, I felt like before was 10 days before the marathon. We did like a 2 mile warm up and then we did 10 times 1 mile at downhill okay. um at like a 530 average pace. Okay. And then the cool down you're or I mean the recovery in between you're running back up to the start of the mile again. So you, then you're running uphill as your recovery. For a whole mile. Just, well, it was at, so it's kind of like a circle. So it's like 0.7 miles back up. Okay. So, but it doesn't feel like a recovery because you're running like uphill. Yeah. So it was just by the end, we had 20 miles and we were just kind of, but I mean, we were able to, like, I felt fresh on race day, so it works.
0: And how how long before race day did you say that was? (laughs) That was
1: 10 days before the marathon. 10 days. days. It was a short, he does a short taper.
0: This is such an interesting training cycle to me. Right. I I, I just, I don't know that my personal body could handle it. It is very intense. I didn't think it would either. And
1: also, by the way, I've asked him, I said, you know, what am I okay sharing online? You know, and he is more than, oh, share it all because he, he loves helping other runners and stuff. So, just FYI, he is he's more than okay with me telling you these workouts.
0: <laughs> well, and hey, I mean, if if somebody's body can handle this intense training and you can do it, and right. then you can go run a freaking two forty nine, why right. not? Well, and I think he and has if you has a want big, to, you know, right. I mean, he
1: has us on the dirt a lot, on the trails a lot, which uh-huh. I think is something that we're missing from a lot of training plans because yeah, I really think that is so awesome for our recovery and injury prevention while still getting us stronger. Um, it's just interesting. So now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's why
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it all worked. <laughs> yeah. Because 80 miles a week that, cause that's what you averaged out, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 70, that, to, 80 70 mm-hmm. to 80, that pounding mm-hmm. on pavement is a lot different than if you're doing even 40% on dirt right? or 30% right. on dirt even. Exactly.
1: Totally. And we would even do, um, like a long run where the first five were on the road and then we'd jump up onto the trails from there mm-hmm. and go do a few of the miles on there and then back to the road. So yeah, it just really mixed things up and kept things interesting.
0: So, so did this race, like, did it exceed your expectations and make you realize like, okay, like, I don't know what my limit is is but I'm not yet done trying to see right oh for sure like 100% it was like okay let's keep going
1: with this so that's I signed up first I signed up for CIM a few months ago oh really um, yeah yeah so I'm gonna go do that I told my um my training partner Emily had already signed up for it and she's like sign up and I said okay I'm doing it I mean, I'm signing up, but I'm only focusing on St. George right now. And then if it all comes together, great. I'll totally do it with you. But if I feel like I need a break after that, I'll come cheer for you. (laughs) So, so no, after the race, it's been a fully like, oh, I can't wait. So I'm going to try to go for the OTQ because why not? You know, I mean, it is four minutes and 20 seconds away, but we also are um, at altitude training at 5,000 feet. Uh So sea level might feel really nice. And we have
0: another two months of training. Yeah, I guess (laughs) it is two full months. Yeah. Well, so I heard, I heard the little, that the cat's out of the bag that you're going, but I didn't realize you signed up a long time ago. Now, Uh had you told anybody that you signed up a long time ago or was that just kind of like, I'm going to sign up and keep it quiet? like
1: coach and my mom and you know what I mean? I really just was like, I don't want to put it out there if I'm like,
0: nope, I'm tired. Yeah. (laughs) So This is just a maybe race. Okay. Yeah, exactly but well, I knew they
1: fill up. So I was like, oh, I can't do. sign up after.
0: So yeah. that's why. <laughs> okay. So what I'm hearing from about your training yeah. tells me that you can totally Sarah Hall this. I mean, that's the goal, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, cause I think that's, that's the thing about the training you've just described here is that it was super intense, and the recovery times were super quick turnarounds. I mean, doing that workout ten days before the marathon right yeah if you're injury yeah. free I, yeah your body yeah. should recover from this fairly fast and ready to go again. No, and I
1: honestly, at the end of the marathon, I felt like I kept speeding up, like I never felt that wall or mm. that like, so I'm like, you know what I think we we can do this. And that's the thing where it's like, why not? Yeah. So who cares if I vomit by an hour? Like, right. Unless you don't enjoy the process. If you don't enjoy the process, then yeah, don't do it. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's exciting to dream big and, and have those goals.
0: You know, I think for me doing a marathon so soon after another marathon is that the, um, (laughs) the memory of the pain is still too fresh. Right. How do you reconcile that? (laughs) I know. Well, and I,
1: and honestly, Lindsay, I feel like that's been every marathon until now, like last year I was like, that was too much. Uh One, like we're good, but I honestly can say like I finished and felt fine. Like I was out and about the rest of the day, you know? And so I think maybe, who knows, maybe I could have ran a two forty seven on Saturday if I paced it faster in the beginning or something, who knows Or I could have blown up if I went any faster, but I think, um, yeah, the pain wasn't bad enough where I'm like, let's give it some time. Mm. <laughs> it's more it was the pain was just enough where I'm like, OK, I'm excited to do that again. You wow, know?
0: that's so So cool. hopefully at
1: CIM, I get I push myself hard
0: enough that the pain is <laughs> like just too much. <laughs> like i have done for a few months.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Taking the spring off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so your training partner, she was always planning to do this turnaround. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, okay. she was. And so was it always her goal to OTQ or were you, was she kind of like, let's see what happens here and then we'll turn it around. And now you guys both have this goal together. You know, I'm not
1: sure exactly what it was for her, but I know sub 250 at St. George. And so probably the same idea of like, okay, if we can do that there, then let's try to, you know, bring it down more at um, CIM. Okay. And the C level thing is going to be huge.
0: I mean, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. (laughs) And then. I know CIM is, it's also net downhill, but not nearly as much as St. George. St. George, right.
1: Are you... So that's something we've talked to my coach a lot about, you know, because that does make me nervous. But um, the thing with St. George is it is, it's a big net downhill, but it's a lot of up that you don't see on elevation maps because it's like the average of each mile. So you're not... um, My coach is pretty sure that we'll actually do better at CIM because we can get more in a groove of rather than Mm. like the pounding up pounding down you're not getting into this like rhythm as well so and maybe he's just telling us that to be positive and who knows but but as of but my training partner's done CIM and St. George and she's she's positive it's gonna be easier on us
0: that (laughs) is awesome so let's hope you have not done CIM though
1: No, I haven't. So this is good for me because I'm that type of runner that doesn't really get outside my like normal, you know, races that I like to do. So this will be good for me to, to try something completely new, you know?
0: Yeah. And what does your coach say about the OTQ time?
1: I mean, he's, he's cheering us on. He's supporting it big time.
0: When are you doing another 10 by one mile downhill, 530 pace workout? (laughs) Well,
1: hopefully we'll be in the 520s the next time we do it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, and that was another girl on our team actually um, ran Ogden Marathon in May. I think that is. She ran a 248. Okay. And it has, you know, net downhill like St. George. And then came turn around and did grandma's and OTQ'd. So, she's one of the girls we train with okay. under this coach, too. So, I'm kind of nice. hoping that same turnaround happens for us. So, yeah, a
0: similar process. So yeah. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. The quick recovery and then back at it. So, okay. <laughs> so,
0: will Andrew come? Will the kids come? Oh, what will yeah. that look like? Andrew will be there and the kids will
1: not be there. Okay. We decided that's a little much uh-huh. Um, with the tra- that much traveling. Andrew said, <laughs> I'm sure you feel this way, too. But, Andrew, when we were packing up to leave, he's like, Traveling with kids is like camping, even though you're not camping. Like the amount of like <laughs> setup and take down of everything is just a lot of work. So I think we're gonna just try to have a fun little weekend getaway. Yeah, and it's sadly it's on Sky's birthday, so nobody's allowed to tell her when she gets older that <laughs> on on her second
0: birthday. <laughs> you know what though? I was just having this conversation with a friend. I'm not saying birthdays aren't important and anniversaries aren't important, but I will never let a birthday or an anniversary being on a certain day stop me from doing something. You know what I mean? Because you can always celebrate it on celebrate. a different day. Exactly. And, and we honestly are kind of used to that in our house with the yeah. mixed family. Like uh-huh.
1: we don't always have our kids on their birthdays anyways. So we are kind of used to celebrating Christmas on December 17th. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, okay. Yeah. The importance of the one day I get it. And I get people are like really into their birthdays, but I'm always just like, I don't know. I I, doesn't matter if it's on my birthday. I'm going. Um, I know somebody said that then they said, but what about your kids? And I was like, well, I think I'd still go. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So that's our plan. Oh, Janae, I am just like, so happy for you. I told you this. I think that So I have this group text with all my girlfriends, like, um, Ashley and Michelle and Mary and Molly, the runner crew that I connect with. And And Mary is the best coach too. Also, I had her last year and just loved her so much. Yes. Okay. Keep going. No, she's incredible. She is incredible. (laughs) Um, and just, she's so invested in her athletes, like on, on a level that I don't think most coaches are, um, But she, we were all tracked, like Michelle started it and she was tracking you and then we were all chiming in and then we're, she's sending us oh, your 10 K update, your half marathon update. And then we're like, we don't get an update for another 10 K. Oh,
1: <laughs> I love it. You guys are so supportive. Thank you. But that your splits were
0: great. Like, cause I remember, I don't know was if it was the, the second 5 K or 10 K that was super fast and Mary was like analyzing yep. the course. She was like, well, that's because this is what's happening in the course. And totally. Totally, yeah, and then at I think at the man at
1: like twenty miles somewhere around there, I forget which k that is, it was um, we were on track for two fifty three it said, yes, and so that worried our husband, uh-huh, but like, did you know oh. I knew just because I've ran that race so many times, like you're done with the hard work once you get to twenty, you just get a cruise back in, and so I knew we'd be fine, but I'm sure Andrew was like. This is gonna be a long drive home. There's gonna be some tissues needed. No, I'm just kidding. But he was like probably not seeing it as much as I was of like, no, we can do this. But yeah. Yeah. It's just
0: that course. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, a two fifty three would have still been a massive PR. I mean, totally.
1: Totally. He just knew that Emily and I over the last week or so, especially, we were just kinda like two forty nine, you know, that was our dream. So no, a two fifty three would have been incredible too. So any yeah. PR would have been good. <laughs> you knew what you were capable of though. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, as of that week, I did. Before that, I wasn't sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like when we saw the 253, you know, because you do see that and you're like, oh, is she slowing down? And you, you analyze this when you're tracking anybody in a race. Um, right. But I think that that's when I think Mary explained what was happening then in the course too. And then it was like, I mean, that's four. You took off four minutes per mile. Yeah. Like in totality. Uh, yeah, exactly. Of the whole race. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was oh, a good day. Oh, Janae. Well, I'm <laughs> so happy for you. Oh, thank you. You're really sweet. It was a good day. Yes. So, hopefully let, another one on December 8th, right? Let me make sure really quick that none of my, um, I had I, I posted on my Facebook group that I was talking to you and I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anybody's questions. Because <laughs> I said, oh, if anybody but... has any questions, were you, tell, oh, please. tell Andrew who's getting some shout outs. Team- oh, wait, sorry. What was oh hey, yeah. Andrew's getting some shout outs. Aww. Team Janae, Captain Andrew also deserves some serious kudos as well. As well. Oh, Honestly. okay. Sorry. One yes. more thing. I have to go oh, too go though because it. I got to get Lewis, but the carb depletion thing. Did you detail that on your yes. blog yet? I mean, not
1: really because us- it's not even something I fully understand. <laughs> and so um, all I know is I really hated it, but (laughs) I will do it every time before I'm going for a a big race. You know, it was, I really do think it works as long as, I mean, as the internet says it doesn't, but I feel like it really, uh, did for us. And my coach has seen a lot of success with his athletes trying it, but basically we just didn't eat carbohydrates for like three and a half days, kept up with our running still, which feels so bad. If like, <laughs> you think running feels bad, like just don't eat carbohydrates, and you're just really not loving your life <laughs> anymore. So, but then we ate a lot of carbs the following two days after that, and I really do think your body kind of um, holds on to them better because you were in this like depletion stage uh-huh. of like, oh no, when am I going to get a carbohydrate again? Like I better like conserve these and hold on to them. So that for race day, your body just has a lot more, um, to offer to use for energy throughout the race.
0: So you literally didn't eat carbs for like what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you ate them or Monday, Wednesday. So it was, um, Saturday I did a run on, I did a long run in the morning
1: and then a, like a Saturday afternoon run. Okay. So after, so the second run really, I mean, that's using the carbohydrates that you've had throughout the day to kind of get it, flush it out. So then you start it after that run. And then we did it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday morning. We did an all-out as fast as we can mile, um, carb depleted, and then we could eat after that the carbs. What was your mile? So it was a five thirty. Okay. But on the same course we'd done last the previous week the ten times one mile. So it was literally the same pace as what I'd done the previous week ten times. Ten
0: times.
1: And I felt so much worse just the one time. Um, I could, I, I just couldn't get my muscles to like fire, like they normally do. <laughs> you know what did I mean? that freak so, you out? Yeah, it did. Because you're really like did. about to race. Yeah, where I'm like, oh great, like what's happened to me? But that's the beauty of a team too, is because some of the other girls on the team did the same thing for last year. Okay, um, with Saint George, and they had phenomenal results. So they were very reassuring of like this is normal. This is how you should feel. You've done it right. If this is how you felt. So that gave me some like, okay, pew, <laughs> Cause I, I wasn't so sure about running 26 miles after that. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I think it did help. And, and even if it just helped mentally to just be like, you know, well, I think it helped. And then during the race to think like, oh no, I'm not tired. I actually have more glycogen to be mm-hmm. using than I normally would. Just even those mental games was, uh, it really helped me to keep going.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it did work. Like it aided you in some way, shape or form, but like, even if not like that placebo effect, it, it, right. worked, it helps for sure. I mean, that's what I feel like with any of these little running,
1: I mean, we're like marketers dreams. You yeah. <laughs> like all these running products that they throw out at us. Like <laughs> Just for $58, you know, you can buy this and it's going to make you run 1% faster. And we're like, great, I'll buy 10. Like, yep. we'll do anything to get a little bit faster. And so I think this, I think it, I really do think it works. But even if it's just placebo, awesome. Like, sign me up. I'll keep placeboing
0: myself. The one true <laughs> test that you're dedicated to the sport is you don't eat carbs for four days.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how people do it, like, without regularly goal of running.
0: <laughs> no. that was really hard <laughs> and you had a quick end insight like I'm like okay yes. four days I mean I'd right. probably be struggling it too, but yeah for sure I just tried to sleep as much as I could because uh-huh. I like, the more I sleep the less
1: I'm awake for. Yeah. <laughs>
0: to not <laughs> so to not carb- be able to eat carbs <laughs> <laughs> and that's so. probably part of it too because getting more sleep is good right exactly yeah. so win-win <laughs> yes all right Janae well thank you so much for doing this and well, um oh cheering for you at CIM can't wait We'll have the best day. Okay, thanks, Tell Janae. Boys, hey. I will. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much, Janae, for coming on the show. Thanks everybody for listening. Really fun to do those little updates. Again, you can find more conversations like this over on my Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Lindsay Heim. Uh, you can follow Janae on Instagram. She is Hungry Runner Girl over there. And she's got basically the most popular running blog in the world, probably. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds right. And that is HungryRunnerGirl.com. Can't wait to see what Janae does in just a couple months at CIM. And we'll be cheering for you, Janae. Hey, you guys can find me on Instagram. I'm LindsayHine626. You can find me on Twitter, at LindsayHine. And you can find me on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Heim where we have a group as well if you haven't bought tickets to my live event yet coming up here in indianapolis on saturday november 9th i'll be hosting a live event with dina castor and sally mcgray i would love to have you join this really fun night it's after the monumental marathon here in indianapolis if you go to lindsayhine.com Go to the podcast tab and in the show notes, you'll find the link to get tickets to the event or you can Google Dina Castor, Sally McRae live show and find them there. All right, friends, thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode and this Friday, another episode coming at you in just a couple days with Amelia Boone. All right, have a great rest of your day.